Hey everyone. Hello, hello. I am so excited about this topic because I haven't yet podcasted about pregnancy, breastfeeding, and essential oils. And I know that a lot of people are interested. We get questions in our group all the time using essential oil safely community on Facebook about the safety of using essential oils during pregnancy and breastfeeding. And if you are interested in any more learning beyond what this podcast is going to be, and this is going to be a little bit longer than they've been lately, you can join our club at leahjacobson.com slash club because I will be live this week on Wednesday at 7 p.m. And of course, you can catch the replay, but we will be diving even deeper. So if you want a full list of the 200 plus essential oils that are safe and not safe for use during pregnancy and breastfeeding. And if you would like to ask me your questions live, you can join the club and there's going to be a lot more information, including printable downloads um, that you can print off at home or physical copies that I can ship to you right in the mail too. But otherwise, just sit back and listen because we are going to talk all about pregnancy and breastfeeding and essential oils. So although pregnancy and breastfeeding are two very different stages that a woman goes through, much of the information as far as essential oil safety is going to be about the same. The essential oils that one should avoid due to have them want due to having one or more of the following concerns is that the essential oil could be toxic, which means harmful or poisonous. It could be carcinogenic, which means causes cancer. It could be hepatotoxic, which is toxic to the liver. It could be nephrotoxic, which is toxic to the kidneys. It could be abortifacient, which is causing abortion or terminates pregnancy. It could be embryo toxic, which is toxic to the growing baby, specifically in the first eight weeks of gestation. It could be phatotoxic, which is toxic to the growing baby. Or it could be teratogenic, which is the ability to cause malformations in a growing baby. Um, so those last four, the abortifacient, embryotoxic, phatotoxic, and teratogenic, it could be argued that these are only at risk if used, if used while pregnant, but not breastfeeding. And I'm going to leave that decision up to you. Um, there are no ongoing studies which use pregnant or breastfeeding women to test which products are safe for use during pregnancy. It's just not ethical, but there have been cases of accidental overdose and misuse. So these results coupled with data received from animal studies can give us a good idea if a product is harmful for human use. So it is expected that if an essential oil or a constituent that's in an essential oil causes harm during animal studies, that essential oil has a strong potential for causing harm to a human baby as well. You can find lots of research on PubMed and, and other resources as well that will back this up too. Now, the first trimester, you will hear this from any health professional that you see from doctors to midwives. But when a woman is first pregnant, the first trimester is considered to be the most delicate stage and everyone's like, be careful of everything, be careful of everything you eat, be careful of everything you breathe, be careful of everything that you are using to clean with and your skincare. Everyone is just wanting everyone, you know, all of us, you know, women when we're pregnant to be careful. 
Um, aromatherapists agree that we are also concerned with these first several weeks, especially um, since essential oils are concentrated. So it's going to take a lot less of an essential oil to potentially cause harm than it would the herb or another, you know, the, the actual plant and other forms of where the essential oils come from. And toxicity can manifest as structural defects um, in a, you know, growing baby. So for this reason, I have mentioned that in general, essential oils are not intended to be used in the first trimester. That's just not their intent. Um, if you had some accidental exposure and you, you know, you, you didn't know if it was safe or not, you know, we know better, we do better. So it is wise to, to use caution throughout the entire pregnancy as functional defects can evolve even during later stages of development, but this does not mean you have to avoid essential oils. So this doesn't mean, you know, throw them all out, never use them again. No. Um, when it comes to crossing the placenta, we do know that in varying amounts, prescription drugs, Nicotine, heavy metals have been detected in the fatal environment, and essential oils are just the right molecular size to make this journey as well. So we do use caution when using essential oils around babies out of the womb, and just as much caution needs to be considered while the baby is still inside the mother's body doing its job of growing. So Yaharia, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly, had a great question. Is lavender diluted okay after three months? as long as you are using it with intention. If you have a sore back, um, if you need to feel calm, then yes, lavender essential oil is safe to use during pregnancy and breastfeeding. And we will get to a list of essential oils to avoid and that are safe as well. Um, for morning sickness, you can use other things rather than essential oils. You don't have to use essential oils for morning sickness. There are several things that can be helpful and in fact are going to be more effective than using essential oils. One of those is candied ginger. There are several forms of candied ginger. You can have the dehydrated, crystallized sugar on it, ginger. Um, you can have the more processed ginger that is sweetened and shaped into, you know, small mints. There's several types of candied ginger. And so preferably you want to use the candied ginger that has the most amount of ginger and the least amount of sugar. But ginger is extremely strong. It's very, very strong. So you know, choose wisely, but that is very, very effective. Ginger is amazing. Ginger tea, also amazing. So heat up a cup of hot water um, and micrograte. I love using my micrograter for ginger and you can micrograte some ginger right over that hot water and make yourself a tea. You can slice off a small part of that chunk of ginger and add it to your tea and let it steep as well. And peppermint tea is also good. So there are going to be teas that are going to be safe for you for morning sickness um, during that time. That doesn't mean essential oil. So I, I'm not saying ginger essential oil tea. I am not saying peppermint essential oil tea. But from the actual herb, you can use peppermint leaves. You can use, you know, pre-packaged um, peppermint tea as well. And mints, if that's helpful to you as well. Mint gum or mint candies, that can be helpful. Um, some women, they actually don't love um, the feeling of peppermint. They prefer ginger because it can make them feel a little uncomfortable. Um, 
for for some people, you know, peppermint essential oil, especially if you have GERD or cardiac fibrillation, it can make you feel worse. So just keep an eye out for that. Or you can do an herbal decoction with dried ginger root or dehydrated peppermint leaves. And a decoction is similar to a tea, but instead of, you know, adding that ginger or peppermint to hot water, you are placing larger amounts of that plant matter in in a pan and covering it with water and boiling it until the water is reduced and reduced and reduced. So what you are doing is you are making a really highly concentrated tea that is a lot more medicinal. And you may only need a teaspoon or two of this. So if you are finding yourself having trouble consuming large amounts of things or even a full cup of tea, you can make an herbal decoction, which is a highly concentrated tea, basically. So that's what I would recommend for that. And although those solutions are still going to be effective throughout pregnancy when you are past the first trimester, you can use essential oils like ginger or peppermint in a personal inhaler or to diffuse if that helps you to feel better um, to help ease morning sickness. So the key here is use with intention. Don't just diffuse a bunch of essential oils. You don't even know what they are. You're not even sure why. You just like the smell. Make sure you are using essential oils with intention. And this goes for anybody at any point in time. So let's take a look at a few essential oils that I would consider like the top 11 essential oils to avoid using internally, topically, or inhaling during breastfeeding or pregnancy due to the various reasons um, that I described at the beginning of this podcast. Some essential oils have different species or chemotypes. Some are safe for pregnancy and breastfeeding and some are not. So take note of the species or the chemotype that is referenced and you can find this list over in our learning center at leahjacobson.com. The learning center is a free membership that allows anyone that wants to join to be able to join and it keeps the Facebook robots out who don't like some of the information that I post. And so they were flagging my posts. So I had to come up with this free membership in order to allow humans in and keep the robots out. So these 11 essential oils that I would recommend avoiding are... Hang on. Pause for dramatic effect and to hydrate my throat. So top 11 essential oils to avoid would be allspice, aborvite, also known as thuja or western red cedar, carrot seed, cassia, cinnamon bark, fennel, both bitter and sweet, Spanish lavender, meiching, also known as litsia, myrrh, oregano, and wintergreen. So these, again, have varying safety issues. Some of these are actually not safe for anyone, pregnant or not. Um, and some of you will see Spanish lavender and be go, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, like, are you telling me I can't use lavender? No, I'm just saying Spanish lavender. There are several different kinds of lavenders. There's Spanish lavender, spike lavender, and then there's the more common Bulgarian or French lavender. And those are totally fine. Um, it's just specifically the Spanish lavender, which is Lavendula stoches. Um, cinnamon bark is not safe during pregnancy and breastfeeding, but cinnamon leaf is. So again, pay attention to the name and the botanical name, any specific chemotypes that may be available. Sometimes certain chemotypes and species are safe, while others are not. And that would be a short list. 
As I referenced in the beginning, inside the club, we will be talking about this this week. In fact, if you sign up for the club, you can access all of this information now. And if you are listening to the podcast, you can't see, but I'm holding up, let's see, six sheets front and back that have information on pregnancy and breastfeeding, including full lists of the essential oils to avoid and the essential oils that are safe. So I listed 11 for you. And there are actually of the essential oils to avoid. There's probably, oh goodness, I don't know, 80 to 100? I'm not even sure. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess about 80-ish front and back on this sheet. And again, that can be downloaded, printed out. I can send print versions as well through the mail to you. Um, and then we have the essential oils that are safe. And there's way more essential oils that are safe than are not, okay? So there's tons of options for you regardless of what your issue is. If you are pregnant or breastfeeding, there's going to be essential oil that is going to be safe for you to use. Um, so let's talk about 15 of those. Let me give you a list of 15 of those essential oils that are going to be safe for you to use. So let me make sure everyone understands that they are safe when used appropriately. These essential oils have no known interactions or concerns or contraindications um, if you are pregnant or breastfeeding, but you have to use them appropriately in the right situations with the proper dilution and application. And so here they are. Here's 15 out of a couple of hundred essential oils that are actually safe for you to use if you are pregnant or breastfeeding. That would be bergamot, bergamot mint, cedarwood atlas, German chamomile, citronella, clary sage, clementine, fir needle, frankincense, grapefruit, helichrysum, Bulgarian lavender, Spanish marjoram, spearmint, and elangulang. Now, several of these that I've mentioned do have a topical max. So if you are using these topically, you still have to follow safe dilution guidelines like all of us do, pregnant or not, to make sure that they are not going to cause any irritation or redness or sensitivity on your skin. So who is surprised to find on this list Clary Sage is safe? I bet there were a few of you that were like, wait a minute. I was told that clary sage is not safe for use during pregnancy. Well, that is not actually true. Um, people do often confuse clary sage and sage, and they do have two different botanical names. Sage is one that I don't recommend actually anyone use because it's neurotoxic. But clary sage is, in fact, safe to use during pregnancy. Um, and so let's look at that a little bit more. I'm just clicking my other tab here in the Learning Center. I think I have more information printed that I can read. Otherwise, I do not. Okay, so basically, so I'll just have to go off the fly, which I love to do anyways. Um, but the point is, I don't have a spot for you to dig into that information here in the Learning Center, but I know that we have talked about that here in this group. But Clary Sage, usually people warn against it because it's purported to um, start labor and, and cause, you know, severe, intense labor issues. So here's the thing. If you are using clary sage um, during pregnancy and during breastfeeding, um, you know, that is totally fine. There's no contraindication. So when your body is ready 
to go into labor, there's nothing you're going to do to be able to stop that. If your body is not ready to go into labor, there's nothing that you are going to be able to do to encourage that. So if you want an essential oil that can support labor, that can help you as you're already starting to go into labor, then clary sage is a great supportive essential oil for that. It's not going to trigger one. It's not going to, you know, cause it to be more painful or anything like that. But clary sage is a nice, relaxing essential oil. That being said, if you start to smell it and you're feeling bad about it, then listen to your body and just stop. There are other essential oils that you can use as well. There are other calming essential oils that are going to help you feel relaxed as well. Um, you can use lavender, you can use cedar wood, you can use sweet orange. Um, those are relaxing and safe to use as well. What I do recommend is that you don't diffuse it in the room because if you are diffusing it and you know you are in there inhaling it and that's fine because that's what you want to do. But other people could be exposed to the essential oils like doctors and nurses, your baby once it's ready. And we really want to avoid using essential oils around children under the age of six months as far as inhalation goes. And then topically, we generally want to delay until they're over two. But that's an entirely different podcast. But preferably, you are going to use a personal inhaler to add your essential oils to. And then you can either waft it under the nose. I literally can smell it right here, just wafting it under the nose. Or you can put it right up to the nostril and deeply inhale and exhale one to three times as needed. And that just exposes yourself. That just helps you to feel relaxed and calm. And that is going to be super effective for you. So again, there is a huge list of essential oils, um, information with pregnancy and breastfeeding, all of this information here that I'm showing you. Some of this I just read to you. A lot of this I haven't. We have information on um, clogged ducts and mastocytis, um, increasing milk supply and decreasing milk supply. We have a much larger list of essential oils to avoid other than the 11 I shared with you. And we have a huge, huge list, three pages front and back of hundreds of essential oils that are in fact safe for use during pregnancy and breastfeeding beyond the 15 that I shared with you. So if you are interested, the only place you can find that information is inside the club at leahjacobson.com slash club. And you can, it, it actually, the class just released today. So you can dive right in. You can download that information. You can print it out. You can join me live for the class on Wednesday. You can dig into the Facebook group and ask your questions right now. I'm in there every single day answering questions as needed. Um, so we would love to have you if you want to learn more information about pregnancy and breastfeeding. Otherwise, the free information that I shared with you today is found in our learning center at leahjacobson.com. If you have any questions, I'd be able, I would love to answer those for you. Um, so just go ahead and either post on the website inside the learning center or here on this live or contact me through the podcast um, via my email over there as well. So it was great chatting with you guys today. I hope you learned something and I'm going to talk to you later. Bye. This is Leah Jacobson, empowering you to use essential oils safely. I hope you learned something new today. Tell a friend about our podcast so they can learn too. All episodes are available at leahjacobson.com slash podcasts.